In Washington, it seems like there's a commission for everything. Mostly they produce reports no one reads. But there's one commission that's established a string of permanent accomplishments the world over you can see, touch, and feel. It's the American Battle Monuments Commission. This year it celebrates 100 years in business. We get a review from Commission Secretary Charles DeJoux. Mr. DeJoux, good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. And we should point out it's not really a commission in the sense you usually think about it. You are a small federal agency. Yes, that's correct. The ABMC is an independent federal agency established in 1923 in the wake of World War One. And yes, this year is our 100th anniversary. And how many people work there? We have a little over 500 individuals. The ABMC, we are very, very proud and, and humbled. Uh, our responsibility is to maintain and honor the service and sacrifice of America's armed services around the world. We manage uh, America's 26 American cemeteries and battlefields, 32 memorials uh, across 17 countries throughout the, throughout the world. And for me, it's a humbling honor to, to be able to lead this wonderful, wonderful agency. And just explain for us the process here a little bit, because often the establishment of memorials, like, say, the World War II memorial, which is gosh, it's not that new anymore, but a lot of controversy, a lot of planning, a lot of disagreement. They get built often with private funds or part federal funds and part private funds. So how do they come under the purview of the commission? Do they? What's your relationship to that whole process? That's a good question. So a couple of things. First, when our agency was established in the wake of World War One, our first chairman was General John Pershing, who, of course, led American forces in the First World War. The thought process was, how do we properly take care of America's war dead in Europe from the First World War? And as well as how do we properly memorialize the battles that America had fought during the First World War? Well, the ABMC was created uh, by Congress, signed into law by then-President Harding, uh, to take care of and, and manage that. And so we have now have all the, the, the battlefield uh, cemeteries from the First World War. And then, of course, after the Second World War, those battlefield cemeteries also. And then we also manage and have created uh, numerous memorials to America's armed services around the world. Most are in Europe, but not all. And it's interesting you should mention the World War II memorial here in Washington, D.C. That also was a memorial that ABMC helped design and create for the most, but not all of the memorials, war memorials that are federal major memorials in the United States, ABMC has built it. But then after construction, we hand it over to the National Park Service. So the World War II Memorial, the World War I Memorial, as well as the Korean War Memorial were all built by the ABMC, but today are managed by the National Park Service. You had asked in terms of uh, funding. Uh, so my agency is funded, of course, by the federal government and American taxpayers. The construction of a lot of these memorials, it was a shared partnership for the domestic memorials between the U.S. Congress funding most of it, but not all of it, and the balance being funded from private donors. That certainly was the case with World War I, uh, World War II, and the Korean War Memorial. The overseas memorials, on the other hand, are almost all entirely funded by the United States taxpayers. There must be a little diplomacy involved there because it's paid for yeah. by taxpayers, but it is on another country's soil. And so when yeah. you want to go in and do yeah. something, there's probably got to be a little give and take, fair to say? Yes, that is. Yes, that is fair to say. You know, in, in most of the instances for our agency, the host nation is extraordinarily grateful for the service and sacrifice of America's armed forces. Most of these memorials, the communities are extraordinarily grateful for 
for what America did uh, around the world, whether it is our memorials that say Chateau Thierry, which is in, in France, Musargon, Montfaucon, uh, these are all examples of memorials where the French people and the, the local villages were very, very grateful for America's service and sacrifice. What tends to come up is, you know, decades after the, the conflict and the battle, there are sometimes things that we need to discuss with the local governments regarding traffic, maintenance of the surrounding areas, which the U.S. government does not have control over. Those are things that tend to crop up these days. Sure. But as a broad general statement, the AVMC, I'm very happy to say, is very, very warmly welcomed. And our agency, may I just say, invites all of your listeners, all of your viewers, please come visit our sites around the world. I think uh, there are not enough Americans who really understand what America has done around the world for, for democracy and liberty. We're speaking with Charles DeJoux. He is secretary of the American Battle Monuments Commission. And by the way, do we have any monuments or memorials in countries that we were formerly at war with? Like, for example, is there anything in Vietnam? That, too, is a, is, is a, is a good question. So uh, my agency, in previous decades, my predecessors made a conscious decision not to have memorials in Germany or Japan, where America's had some conflicts with. We do have uh, an American cemetery and memorial in the Philippines, dedicated to most of our war dead uh, from the Philippines. I know America's history in the Philippines can be a little bit controversial. We also have a site in Mexico City from the Mexican-American War that too I know is a tiny bit controversial. But no, nothing in Germany or Japan. We have had some very, very preliminary discussions of maybe perhaps doing something in Vietnam, but right now there is no site in Vietnam, uh, nor do we have a site, say, for example, in Afghanistan or in Iraq. Sure. I think the Vietnamese are more mad at the French to this day than they are at the yeah. Americans. So maybe, yeah. maybe yes. that could happen someday. And how exactly are you commemorating 100 years? We're very excited. So we've done a number of events uh, around the world. For our agency, we commissioned a film celebrating the 100 years of the ABM. We have been hosting this film at events uh, throughout across the United States. For example, we've had events at the World War II Museum in New, New Orleans, the World War I Museum over in Kansas City, the Pritzker in Chicago. We're having an event coming up in New York City. Uh, another event uh, we're having at the USS Midway Museum in San Diego in California. So these are all activities that we're doing, uh, and of course, around the world at all of our our American cemeteries, we've had bigger and smaller events, but this is something we're very excited about. Because you're, you're right, you began this program saying that uh, there's not too many Americans who know about our agency, but our agency is very proud to share the story of American service sacrifice and what American service members have done. Sure. And we'd like more Americans to know this story. As agency secretary, um, the communities and the host nations are very familiar with what America has done for liberty. But too often, not enough Americans know what Americans have done. And that's something we're trying to rectify. And in the management of cemeteries, that's a shared responsibility. I mean, the military itself operates a couple of the cemeteries, like Arlington. And then you've got Veterans Affairs, which has its uh, domestic cemeteries around the United States. And then you have cemeteries overseas that you maintain and yeah. operate. Do you ever get your heads together on best practices in how to maintain these types of sacred grounds. So uh, Arlington National Cemetery and Veterans Affairs, our sister agencies, we're very happy to work with and collaborate with, and you're exactly right, looking forward to doing best practices with them. Uh, the core dividing line is uh, the AVMC. We handle the cemeteries outside the United States, whereas Veterans Affairs handles the ones inside the United States. 
So we also have the added uh, additional element that my agency cooperates and works with my sister agencies uh, internationally. Uh, so as a, for example, the Great Britain's Commonwealth War Graves, uh, Francis ONAC, uh, which are the similar agencies to my agency uh, from France and Great Britain, uh, we work with them also. Uh, so it's, it's both uh, collaborating with America's other sister agencies as well as our international sister agencies. And just briefly, how did you get to this job? What's your background? <laughs> so in terms of my background, I uh, have previously served in Congress. I represented uh, Hawaii's first congressional district, had been involved in Hawaii politics for a number of years. Uh, but much more importantly, I'm an Afghanistan war veteran. I have served for 23 years uh, in the Army Reserve. I'm a colonel in the Army Reserve. And I think through this connection uh, with politics, with the Army, my interest in, in military history, I am very humbled to, to have been appointed by the president to this position. We'll call you Colonel Charles DeJoux, yeah. Secretary of the American Battle Monuments Commission. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having us here. And let me just say and encourage all of your listeners and viewers again, please come visit our sites. And if you don't have a time to come out to, to visit one of our sites around the world, visit us online at abmc.org. We, we would really love to welcome more Americans uh, to our sites. All right. And we'll post this interview along with a link to some of those pieces of information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.